Welcome to Twenty Four Seven Marriage Podcast. I'm Javier, and I'm Shannon. Last week you got to hear just Shannon, so I am kicking her off the podcast now. It's going to be just me. Nope, <laughs> that's not what's happening. We are currently in Oregon, uh, staring out the window of the marriage lab, watching it snow. It's and pretty so magical. It is the first snow. The first snow. Well, it's the first actually, snow for the marriage lab. Actually, the first snow the marriage lab has been in. We've been in very cold weather, but not in snow. Nope. So, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's beautiful, and it's interesting how snow. It's magical. Like, even we're in a beautiful area. It makes so everything better. That's awesome. But you can even be in an area that's not so beautiful. And when it snows, it, it makes looks everything really pretty. pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's sometimes like someone's marriage. Like, <laughs> they should just snow on their marriage. No, I mean, oh. they may experience some difficult seasons. Um, and then sometimes we hit kind of a an area where things are seem good and we're doing well and it looks great. But honestly, we haven't dealt with the still things beneath the surface. Because ha- when the I snow have... melts, what? The surface and all the stuff and all the ugly is still there. Yeah. So, well, I have no anyways, science. To, I have no science to back this up. But if we took a couple that were having a tough time and we sent them out in a warm coat and a scarf with hot cocoa hand in hand, they walked through the snow. Don't you think that snow makes things better? Oh my gosh! And seriously, I'm just no. I mean, look at how beautiful it is. Well, sure, for a moment. I know, but. Like I just said, the snow melts and it reveals what's underneath. And if it ain't pretty, it there ain't pretty. There goes my science. <laughs> yep. It's not, there's no yep. science in that whatsoever. That's you hoping that an environment, and there is, it is true that sometimes an environment can help. Yes, because I've talked about this a lot. Women create the environment of your home and it is very crucial that what kind of environment are you creating for your marriage to live in? It is very important. It's very crucial. I'm a no, big believer is. in the environment you create. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't everybody just ignore Shannon because I've turned into Buddy the Elf, and it's sweater weather. It's hot cocoa. I'm thinking about presents. I'm playing Christmas literally, music, and it's literally snowed. because it snowed the day after Halloween. Yeah, Shannon wanted to play Christmas music. I now realize like, <laughs> why I've created two. Crazy, but let's recognize that you're leaving daughters. Oregon. We're leaving Oregon here at the end of this mo- at the end of this week, and we're headed towards California. California, where it shall not be like this. So <laughs> I know. enjoy it while it lasts. Um, it's gonna probably feel back like summer again. Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't want to leave here. We hope you're doing well. Um, hope you're having a great week uh, or beginning of your week, and um, yeah. So what's going on? Well, it's snowing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so Shannon's stuck in that place. Okay. I can't get out. But I hope that you are all doing well. And, uh, yeah, so it's been uh, it's been a busy time for us. Uh, we've been kind of all over the place. And, and it's not slowing down. But that is, um, that is good. And we are got 2023 um, already starting to get booked. Um, I can tease one thing. There is a there is a couple more, but I can't quite tease them yet. But we are going to be in Brentwood, California, which is, I believe, outside of Fresno or no, not outside Sacramento. of Sacramento. Outside of Sacramento, yeah, Sacramento in February for a workshop with an amazing church up there. So um, keep your keep your ears to the pavement, as they say, 
I don't know what that. They don't say means. keep your ears to the pavement. Yeah. Keep your ears to the ground. Keep your ear. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord. I think yeah. that keep your ears to the pavement's a thing. I think ask Siri. I, I, I don't, think I, I don't think it know. is. I don't know. Hey Siri, is there a quote that says keep your ears to the pavement? Yeah, I want to know. Siri doesn't want to tell me. <laughs> Siri, hey Siri, is there a keep your ear to the pavement quote? It doesn't want to tell me. Oh. Siri's ignoring me right now. <laughs> Either way, um, it's okay that you're wrong. Okay. Um, I can be right. Just this time. So, there's something you wanted to talk about? Well, yeah. So, as we were driving the other day, and we listen to Spotify a lot, but we don't pay for Spotify. So, you know, every half hour, we get stuck listening to a commercial or two, which is super annoying. But I'm saving I'm saving money. So, that's okay. And this commercial came on for a dating app. And you know how they have their, like, real, like, quotes from people and... And this girl makes this statement. She says, I, I was just like tired of being alone. And I was like, um, being that's not a reason that you should want to be with somebody or eventually get married. Like just because you're alone can't be your only reason. And it started making me think that I wonder if subconsciously a lot of us believe that when we go into marriage, there's still so much um, autonomy or so much that I can still do and I can still have the things that I want and I need. I'm just sharing my life with somebody, of course, but do we really understand when we break it all down what covenant biblical marriage looks like? And what that means is that you are saying yes to giving up your life for another person, you're saying, yes, I'm willing to wake up every day and 24-7 sacrifice what I want so that your needs come first, that I'm willing to extend grace and mercy. It's, it's just not enough that you just don't want to be alone. Because unless you're willing to do all the other things that the Bible and what that covenant commands us to do, you could wake up next to somebody, but you could actually be miserable because you're not willing to do what the covenant is asking of you. Your turn. No, keep going. Oh, well, I have to pause because I need to take a <laughs> sip of my tea. So I was going to let you interject. So are so, you talking so, about so what being I hear alone? You saying. What? So you're talking about the the fact of marriage is not about you yeah oh okay yeah i was just trying to i was just trying to <laughs> i was trying to follow sorry so you're talking about marriage is not meant i know you have add you. but were you like thinking about like a car part or no. a, yes, an I was email. About a car part. An email you have to send. No, I was. I was. You literally like left the building. I was. I was piecing together <laughs> what you were saying, and trying to trying to find. Okay, is the core point you're saying is that it's that marriage is not about you. If you got marriage because you married because you didn't want to be alone, it's recognizing, of course, that marriage is not about you. Yeah. So if it's not about you. What's it about? It's about. 
sharing your life with somebody else. And what that means is that we lay down, we sacrifice, and we give up things because on behalf of someone else. See, you can't stay in marriage and be selfish and have that single-mindedness. There's just no room for that because ultimately, wouldn't you just become two roommates who occasionally split the bills and share duties well, around the house? Unfortunately, that's where most a lot of people end up in a lot of conversations we're having with couples now is they seem like they are roommates. And, and yeah. I think because if we've made marriage about ourselves, yes, you can find yourself very lonely at a point. When you get married, I mean, reality is no one is perfect. You have two imperfect people who have come together. Yeah. But the thing is, like you, in essence, have shackled yourself together. And shackle is a horrible thing because <laughs> I don't want people to think, oh, you've changed yourself to that person but in reality what you've done is no matter what happens you're telling that person i will be here like mm -hmm. basically you're assigning responsibility to one another that i will stand with you i will protect you that's i so will good. be with you i will walk with you i will never leave you and that's what we're called to do but so but and ultimately in order to do that you can't make it about yourself because then you will always try. So think about two people who are tied together with a cord around their waist. So each one of you has a cord tied around your waist. And if each of you try to go a different direction, what happens? Right? One might be stronger and try to pull the other person. You know, the other person's pushing back. You know, one might pull and then you stumble, you fall. Like you're bound together. That is the covenant of marriage, that you are bound together Right. And we say, you know, there's a scripture that talks about a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And so you are bound, you're coming together, you are committed in a covenant relationship of marriage. And if you try to go off and do what you want to do, you're going to be dragging the other person behind you. You're going to be hurting them. Or if you just go ahead and cut that rope, you're just leaving them behind to pursue what you want. Yeah. And you're, you're neglecting what you committed to do and the responsibility you chose to take on to stand at that altar and to commit to one another for life. And I think most people forget what that is. Our society paints this picture. If you ain't happy, buck and run. Yeah. Cut the rope, right? If, you know, because you should be happy. Well, I love that picture you painted about being tethered at the waist to each other. And what that causes you to do in marriage is, Obviously, you have two individuals who have maybe two different directions they want to go, or even just the same direction, but have different ways of getting there. And Javi could say, I want to go path A, I want to go path B. But what does marriage cause us to do when we're tethered together is that we have to communicate. We have to work together. We have to talk through. Maybe I'm going to lay down my way, my navigation and be like, okay, I'm going to trust you. You take the lead on this. And it's that it's that constant negotiation it's that constant give and take there's grace and mercy for one another that you you can't escape from that's what i want to yeah. get a point is that yeah. it is 24/7 we are tethered yeah. together so where you go or where you're dragging me um it matters so it matters no, how no, you look, okay we got the free, you can't say that where i'm dragging you well, if if one person is so strong that they just ignore what their other what their spouse is saying or feeling, that you can get dragged. So you you have to. This is why ma marriage is about communication. It is about give and take. It is about how we're going to work together for the common good of our marriage. How we're going to get from point A to point B.
All right, I'll think about the word dragon. I still don't like it. I <laughs> well, because you immediately went to yourself and thought that I implied that about you, and I didn't mean that about no, you. No, I didn't say that. I, I can see you it were, in your face. No, no, I haven't drugged you. Have around. I ever felt dragged? No, you went willingly. Everything that oh. where, everywhere we've gone and what we've done, you went willingly. You may not have always enjoyed it, <laughs> but no one drug you okay, into it. But I wasn't talking you about s- me. Because here's the thing: when you say you, you you're dragging somebody, it implies that person has lost the ability to be able to choose. Because ultimately, regardless, you should choose your spouse and choose one another always, and choose to stand right. So ultimately, you still have a choice to make. I understand that, but I'm saying I have no talked one... to so many women and coached so many women who are in marriages where they're kind of being dragged along. Have they lost their voice? Have they lost their ability to stand up and maybe fight for what they need? Yes, and that's where we come along and we try to coach them and help them. All right. Well, I'll think more about that, You know Shannon. what? <laughs> oh, because... Well, here, here's the thing I was thinking. That I didn't that know if, you owned the word drag. That if you leave... if. If in your marriage, like you're, you're, it's, there is trust, right? You have to build your marriage on trust. And if you make a decision that you're going to leave the back door open, you're going to use it at some point. Yeah. For right. Sure. Like if you're making that decision, I'm just going to, I'm going to leave the door open because who knows it may or may not, or I don't like this, or this is not going the way I thought it would go, or this is not making me happy at this moment. If you leave the back door open, then you likely will use it. Um, and we tend, people tend to do that often. And so I would say like there, there has to be, regardless of where you've been, regardless of what you're going through, this commitment to say that it's not about me. There will be moments we tell couples, we've talked about it on this podcast, that you are not going to be happy. There's moments where mm-hmm. you're, you're going to want to buck and run. Like this is not your favorite thing. They're not your favorite person. I get it. We hear you. But marriage, again, as um, Gary Thomas puts it in his book, Sacred uh, Marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Marriage is not meant for your happiness, but for your holiness um, and to reflect and image God. So that's the thing. Like, if if you're thinking that, you know, well, I'll just, you know, go and do this because I deserve this, you're leaving the other person behind. You're leaving your vows, your covenant the commitment that you've made to walk alongside that individual, regardless of what you're facing. Yeah. There's a quote that says, um, I think it's Jordan Peterson says, your failure, wait, that's not it. Hold on, let me find it. Um, That says, I will trust you. I will extend my hand to you despite the risk of betrayal because it is possible through trust to bring out the best in you and perhaps in me as well. So we know, right, that if we select a person for marriage, there's going to be difficulty and struggles and up and downs and the routines of life and all that. There's going to be disappointment. There's going to be all these things that go on. This is the invitation of marriage. Yeah. I don't know what you signed up for. Yeah. Well, Like people sign up, it's going to be wedded bliss and everything up and to the right. And there's going to be moments where it's difficult and all of you listening listening to it have experienced that and are going through it. But choosing self is saying, then I am not choosing us. Yeah, Choosing you and what you desire at that moment to make you feel better is saying, I don't care about where you're at or how this will impact you or our future because this makes me happy right now. I believe that marriage should reflect and, and put on display the 
the very best of us. And looking back, uh, we're going on on 30 years. Um, those first five years, I look at myself and I see a reflection of the worst parts of me, the worst of Shannon on display. And now, as I look at our marriage now, this is not me. I, I'm not bragging, but I'm, I, I believe that what people see is the best of me, the best of Shannon. Like, wow, I, I'm putting on display, at least for my children, that how I love you radically, how I choose you, how I serve you, how I honor you with my words and with my actions. I hope the best of me and the best of Shannon is on display now. And, and that is what we, we hope marriage is for you. Um, because there are not just moments where you're not going to like your spouse or you're going to go through a tough time. It could be a season and that season could last months, maybe years. So how are you going to get through it? How are you going to put on display your grace and mercy and the very best of what your marriage can be in the hardest of times? And, uh, I think back to some hard times that that you and I had, and 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 I don't know if I if if I did everything well. Why no, you didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I just want thank you for clearing that up. For yeah, me. I want to clear it up. So yeah, everything. everything yeah. Thank she you, didn't honey. do everything right. I mean, I didn't do everything right. I mean, here's the thing: every season, every every moment of marriage you're in is new because you've never been there before. You get married, you're navigating uh, just being married and one another and being together and quirks and habits and just learning that. And then um, you introduce kids you've never been in that season before. And then after introducing the kids, you know, then they're in different stages of life. You've never been in that place before. Everything you experienced today when you woke up was a new season, a new place for your marriage you've never been in before. And it brings new challenges. You don't know what's around the corner. But two individuals who are fully devoted, committed, fully devoted, not... Partially. Yes, not half... Half in, half out? Yes. Were you going to say half-assed? Oh, she said it. I didn't say it. Oh. But you have to be fully devoted. Like 98% is not fully devoted. 99.9% 99.9% is still not fully devoted. Because that 1% is your back door on your house of marriage. So your marriage house. You you basically when you get married, you build this house and you say I'm 100% in, I'm 100% committed. And then a couple years in, you you get a a saw and you start cutting a door in the back of the house. I'm just going to just in case just in case this doesn't go well. Yeah. And then you put a door in, then you put a lock on the door and then pretty soon you just yeah. keep unlocking the door. And now the yeah. door's just wide open. Yeah. And at first you didn't even have that as an option. Yeah. And now you have an escape route. Should something go south or you yeah. don't like the confrontation or you don't like the season, yeah. you find yourself in and you're through the back door. Well, we don't recognize that. Um, yeah, well, going back, when you're not fully devoted then you leave the door open, like you said. Yeah. Um, when you're fully devoted and committed, then the idea of divorce or terminating your marriage is not even an option 
because you're fully devoted to one another in your family, regardless of what you go through. Now, having said that, there are situations where, right, couples, there's been abusive relationships, there's um, consistent and persistent infidelity. We understand that, and there's even biblical reasons for divorce. Yeah. But what we're telling you right now is too many of the couples we talk to say, like, oh, we're just, we grew apart, we're just not happy anymore. Like, you didn't start that way. But and say, let me tell you. Oh, I want to say something. No, you didn't marry the wrong person. <laughs> like, people would tell us, oh, I married the wrong person. No, no, you didn't. Don't give me that you married the wrong person. Society will tell you, just go, right? Because you deserve X, Y, and Z. You didn't marry the wrong person. You married the right person. The problem is you're not willing to make the changes, even maybe the adjustments and work on yourself to become even a better you that then impacts your marriage. And oftentimes what you don't like about that person, you say it's a I married the wrong person because what they're doing is reflecting back at you the ways that you maybe have not loved or pursued the maybe inadequacies of your own self, the things you need to work at. They're revealing those things. And so instead of owning that, you blame it on the other person, Yeah. right? Instead of saying, I need to work on those things. Yeah. We don't. And so it's much easier to say, oh, I married the wrong person. Yeah. Then you go to person B and guess what? There you are. Same issues. Yeah. Well, the grass is never greener. There's still poop and weeds on the other side of the fence. I mean, come on. You just can't see it. And that whole thing about growing apart, when when you make that statement, it's it's as if you're like, something happened to us. You're like, oh, it, it just happened to us and we just grew it apart. It did not just happen. No, yeah, you I grew just, apart because you you Moses. allowed it to happen. We hear that all the time. I don't know what happened. It just it just Because happened. in the same way that no, you can it. grow apart, you can grow together. They both are intentional, but people don't want to take ownership and accept that, that that's what happened. You are responsible if you grew apart. You did not well, put in the work. To work towards it's, growing together with yes, your spouse. Correct. So it's the it's it you've made it about yourself and it's the daily things that you maybe have not been doing in your marriage, in your you know yeah. to pursue, to serve one another. And so when people say, Oh, we've grown apart, you don't just wake up one day and that happens. Just like, you know, we always tell couples, just like I don't get in my car and the truck's out of alignment. It didn't happen in one day. It happens slowly over a period of time. Mm -hmm. You know, all these things we experience is over a period of time uh, of not doing the right thing, Mm -hmm. of neglecting our marriage, of putting other things first or other people first. Um, and And they could have been good things. It's not that they're always inherently bad things. It's not like- Yeah, it's not like there was a, you know, there was an issue with alcoholism or there was an issue with this. They could be good things. They could be that you had children and that you, maybe you started a business together or it's, they were good things, but they, what they did was they managed and took over your marriage and you didn't manage them. Yeah. Yeah. So. So the thing is like marriage will grant you and will give you. Um, such an incredible, joyous, beautiful experience. Yeah. Um, you can have a thriving marriage uh, with God at the center. And here's what you need to understand and you need to know is that you must be fully devoted and committed because it is not about you. Yeah. Right. Um, and 
you will, I promise you, you will find joy, you will find fulfillment, you will find everything that you desire when you learn to give yourself to the other person fully and completely, regardless of the season, and to stand with them in the midst of their brokenness and their difficult、yeah. seasons and their hurt.、Um, you can have a thriving marriage. We have done that. Many people have done that.、Um, but you have to be committed to that no matter. What you're facing in、yeah. this situation. And again, there are situations we understand and that, you know,、um, are reasons why you may be having to seek separation. Yeah. Anyways, with that,、um, we're going to wrap it up. Wrap it up. Put a bow on、Boom. it. It's、uh, Christmas. Again, <laughs> as we sit here, it's still snowing even harder now. And I、uh, wish we could show it to you.、Uh, but、uh, it, is, it is beautiful. But just like this snow falling,、uh, it too will melt <laughs> and reveal still what's beneath. And so、um, I hope that、uh, you're all, I don't know where to connect that. So I just said it. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Random thoughts with Javier. Random thoughts、Can、with Javier. Hey, we appreciate you. Thank、up. you、um, for being part of the 24/7 Marriage Family. Remember to like, support、uh, this podcast. Subscribe.、Uh, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast.、So、Share it with others.、Um, we appreciate each and every one of you. And、uh, always remember in marriage, you don't have to. You get to. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the 24/7 Marriage Podcast. Help us expand our reach by rating and leaving us a review on iTunes. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information on the work we do and how to support 24/7 Marriage, head on over to 247marriage.org and click on Partner with us. Until next week, remember: in marriage, you don't have to; you get to.